Hello, everyone, and welcome to GPS. I'm Cameron Williams, your regular. And, and we... I'm Lars Coburn, the <laughs> guest. I, you know what? No introductions needed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's our family minister here at uh, Glendale, and uh, we can't wait to, uh, to speak with him today. Yeah. All right. Let's start navigating. All set. Let's go. So, uh, so Lars, your uh, your lesson last week was was about uh, prayer um, and and coming together as a community. Um, do you want to elaborate a little more on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a lesson. It was more of an experience, and yeah. like I oh, really definitely. think about experiences and shaping them. So, even like this podcast, right? We're sitting at a table. It has a mm-hmm. tablecloth. We've got microphones. It's not just a lesson. It's an experience. And so, we had nine stations. Um, and I call them response stations. A lot of people just call them prayer stations, but uh, some of them varied in experience. Some were like tasting salt, and some were uh, writing on a mirror, and some were using yarn and making jars, and uh, others were putting paper through a shredder to things even where you're just picking up a piece of paper and saying, I'm going to commit to taking this home with me and putting it in my wallet or on my mirror um, and praying through this. So the nine stations yeah. or response stations were supposed to be kind of a, a vast experience of prayer. And it was all about changing your imagination of what prayer really is. Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't know about absolutely. you, Cameron, but prayer for me most of the mm-hmm. time is like at the dinner table and I got to close my oh, eyes, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so the hope was that wandering around the room, prayer might change to where I could see myself eating as prayer or, um, using a paper shredder as prayer, you know, and not yeah. just sitting at the dinner table, closing my eyes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we need to be taken out of that every so often. And that was a really uh, good opportunity for that. Um, I was mostly in the back, just kind of like, you know, doing the doing the uh, editing work that as you usually do. But, um, but it was really cool to see everyone just kind of like gather around and the different stations and everything like that. It was really cool. And you used a visual example at the uh, beginning of the service. Could you uh, elaborate on that? Sure. So uh, there's a fable or a story out there that a professor once opened his uh, class with a jar and he put inside the jar some rocks and he asked the, the students after he filled the jar up with these rocks, is the jar full? And everybody looked and nodded and was like, yeah, it's, it's full. Because he couldn't get more rocks into it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But then he took pebbles and he began to fill the jar with pebbles. And the pebbles fit around where the rocks weren't. And they created uh, it to be even more mm-hmm. full, right? And so then he asked, held it up, is this full? You know, yeah, okay. So he described the rocks are the big things in our lives and the pebbles are these other smaller things in our lives that fill up our time. But then he took sand and he began to fill in the, even the crevices between the pebbles and the rocks. And everybody's, you know, the lights are going on in everybody's heads and going, well, yeah, I have things that are like sand that I do, mm-hmm. you know, I'm watching TV, listening to music, all these different things. I mean, I don't know about you, but oh, yeah. driving sometimes <laughs> feels like a necessity, but it's not something I want oh, to especially do. Especially here in LA. Yeah, exactly. So um, I adapted that illustration um, to kind of use four different key things. Um, one of them was uh, water, and I represented that, or I had water represent um, social media. Because I just, I mean, we've talked about this before on here, that we just fill our lives with noise all the time. We're just kind of immersed in it. When you are in social media and um, 
it just seems to take up all your time. You're just scrolling constantly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, sand I use to, to kind of talk about like cleaning, cooking, driving, these necessities we have to do. Um, and then I had some gems that I used that kind of represented the commitments we make, the things we say yes to in our lives. Um, and then I had a, a rocks, a set of like three purple rocks. I love purple. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. it's my favorite color. Um, uh, and as I was uh, thinking Cobra. about those things, I was thinking about the hobbies and passions that we have. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. often we just kind of boil our life down to the things we have to do or the things we want to do, um, with others. But I think there's some things that we're meant to do that like is deep down in our soul. Like this mm-hmm. is who yeah. makes, this is what makes me, me. And, um, not all of us get a chance to pursue those things, you know, but I think those are the things that we, we should prioritize. And then the golf balls, uh, cause I'm a, a golfer. Um, I had to <laughs> yeah. use those. I had four golf balls in the illustration and each one represented one particular, what I'm calling like the big rock or the, the highest priority in our life. Um, so health, you know, your, your physical health. So what you eat, how you exercise, um, your family, uh, you know, as, as I think about, you know, your family just is going on a trip and, uh-huh. and stuff, you guys have helped me think about my health a lot. Oh, so, yeah. um, but, but there's a connection there between those two things. Um, God, uh, maybe, uh, there's a connection between God and, mm-hmm. and our health and our family yeah. as well. But, um, but then I threw work in as a, as a big rock, because I think a lot of times we think work is a must and it's a requirement and it's kind of a burden. Um, but giving ourselves to good work um, and finding that work that's that's important and something that kind of uh, meets our t- gifts and talents, but also helps others mm-hmm. and contributes to the world yeah. is a really healthy priority in our life. And we shouldn't shy away from prioritizing yeah, work. We, we hear so often that we should balance work and rest, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but that assumes that we are working yeah, and exactly. not just resting all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, so the example I had was two jars, depending on how you put the stuff in, if you put the water and the sand and the gems, you can't always fit the big rocks in. Um, you get to the end and the golf balls don't fit. But if you put the golf balls in first and you work your way in, the water will mm-hmm. help the sand yeah. find the crevices exactly. and you can actually yeah. fit it all in. So, um, I was really crossing my fingers that it was going to work on yeah. Sunday, but and it, it all and it, it all came together. Yeah, definitely. It it really it it definitely um like I, I remember seeing that visual and just being like, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. We we tend to think we can't fit all of that at once, but it's if we find that we prioritize, you know, we can we can fit just about everything in. Um, uh, and and going back to prayer, a big part of our lesson was about uh, the practice of prayer and mm-hmm. and what, how we practice and what we practice. Um, and what, what do you feel is the most important aspect of prayer? Uh, so this is a hard question. You know, I think that I was talking about how, uh, I had all this stuff I know about prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and sometimes it's hard to cram it into one, like 15 minutes of a, of a sermon. Cause I was oh, yeah. trying to let you guys practice prayer on Sunday. So <laughs> yeah. I had to say less about prayer than I had, uh, prepped for uh, but this quote, um, and I use it actually in my book, um, mm-hmm. so I have a copy, Cameron, of, cool. my, of nice. my book that's getting oh, ready to what? be published soon. Um, so anyway, this is just This is a you. first, this guys. Wow. This is um, very special. But this is actually not my quote. This is a quote from somebody else. Cool. I quote cool. in the book. That's but, good. Um, the heart of Christian prayer is getting over the idea that God 
is somewhere a very, very long way off. And this is by Rowan Williams, who mm-hmm. writes a, a very simple book called Being Christian. And uh, he was the Archbishop of Canterbury in, in England. So I thought that was fitting, you know, for mm-hmm. your family being traveling in oh, England yes. and your mom being from Scotland. So. Good old Canterbury. Um, but yeah, he, I think that <laughs> statement that Christian prayer is getting over this idea that God is somewhere yeah. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars opens a long time ago in, <laughs> in a, a galaxy, galaxy far, far, far away. away. It, yes. we're, <laughs> we're just thinking that this doesn't really apply to me. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think we come to church sometimes like it's a fantasy world, mm-hmm. like it's an escape, yeah. like it's Star Wars. And I love the characters and I love Jesus and I love the stories, mm-hmm. but it's a long time ago in yeah. a galaxy far, mm-hmm. far away. And prayer is totally not that. Yeah. God is with me everywhere. Um, at every time, and I am talking to him, I'm having a relationship with him. And so I have to get over that idea that this is some fantasy escape, yeah. um, not real thing, if I really believe in prayer and if I really practice it. so Yeah, no, that's, that's really something to, to rest and to think upon, uh, just like where, you know, the aspect of prayer is going in, in your life and how, how you're praying. Um, sometimes we don't think too much about that. I know I could do a lot more with that. Um, as well. Uh, but you, uh, you also talked about the parable of the unjust judge mm-hmm. and the uh, pleading widow. How, how does that relate to our relationship with God? Um, so it's an interesting um, parable, and I'll be honest that I use a particular reading of the parable mm-hmm. on Sunday, and there are a lot of other ways to interpret parables, and so I don't, I don't want it to be like uh, I domesticated Jesus or made him <laughs> like really like comfortable or something there's there should be some shock and should be some surprise and um and stuff so i'm going to use what's called the traditional reading of the parable Mm -hmm. and i would encourage listeners to go out and maybe read the parable and go i don't know this is troubling you know this is not this this doesn't settle well um i use the reading that's uh what i think the interpretation of the author luke who who includes the parable for us and he gives us kind of a clue of what, how he's using the parable at the beginning by saying, Jesus told them this parable that they should always pray and never give up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not so sure that the parable itself is that message, but yeah. the way Luke uses the parable mm-hmm. is that way. Yeah. Um, so Jesus tells a story about a widow who goes to a judge in the courtroom, and she it says, give me vengeance, give me justice against my adversary. Somebody's wronged me, and I want vengeance. Okay. Uh, I want revenge. So the judge is like, no, I don't care. Uh, in fact, in the story, it's a judge who doesn't care about God and doesn't really care what other people think. He's just a judge, right? Um, and so the widow keeps coming back and back and back and back and back and back and annoying the crap out of him. So uh, he finally, and actually it doesn't just say that she was annoying. It's actually a threat of violence um, oh, in wow. the parable. And so if you read the, the, the original languages, it seems to be that she's threatening his life. Maybe it's just that she's going to, like, come and attack him outside mm-hmm. the courtroom or something. And is a widow really going to be able to take him on? I, I, in the parable, it seems like the threat is taken seriously. Yeah, but that'd so that'd be she pretty probably, scary to think it, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think people Definitely. have heard about, you know, things like that where you get a, a stalker or something like that. So this mm-hmm. widow is a stalker of this judge, you know. And, um, and so the parable ends with this. Yeah, I'm not going to care what God thinks, and I definitely don't care about what other people think, but for my safety, the judge is saying, because this widow's going to wear me out and keep annoying me, and for my physical safety from being attacked by this widow, I'm going to give her uh, justice, or I'm going to you know, pres- uh, prescribe this yeah. um, duty for her. 
So uh, it's an interesting and it's kind of troublesome par- parable because at the end then Jesus makes this, yeah. So if the unjust judge will do this, what do you think God, who is mm-hmm. loving and everything, why wouldn't God answer your prayers? Um, so it, an interesting idea there. I, I coupled that parable with the next parable that Luke uses, uh, again, because I yeah. kind of see mm-hmm. a lot of a meaning from Luke as the author and how he puts these two parables together of a Pharisee and a tax collector going up to pray. Mm, okay. And the Pharisee prays this eloquent prayer, thank you, God, that I'm not like this tax collector. I fast. I give uh, money to the, to the poor and, or to the church, I guess, really. I give, I tithe to the temple. Yeah. Um, and then the, the tax collector won't even look up to heaven, but beats his breast and says, um, have mercy on me, a sinner. And so I, and then Jesus says, those who humble them, uh, those who exalt themselves will be humbled and everyone who humbles themselves will be exalted. Mm. So for me, I see these two parables working together, yeah. uh, that prayer is this kind of um, time where we learn um, what it means to, to pray. Or, or say, sorry, in prayer, we learn this, this way of understanding uh, how God is, um, is seeing us and seeing our, our plight and the things that we have in our life but also that it's there um, that we practice humility. Mm, yeah. Um, and so it seems to me that Jesus is asking them not to pray about requests, but actually do the practice of prayer. He's not, he's not saying to them, you're the widow and you need to go to God and beg and beg and beg and beg and beg. But it's that in these moments when we feel like justice isn't served and when mm-hmm. we feel abused and everything like that, we need to keep praying. And yeah. so it's this persistence in prayer, not necessarily a persistence in requests. Yeah, it's yeah. a persistence in the practice of prayer, um, and that practice is one of of a humility. Sometimes we don't know what to pray, mm-hmm. we don't know um, what the request should be, and so we can just say, "Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner." Um, it's this humble, uh, yeah, open-handed posture. Some, sometimes sitting in silence and just acknowledging you know, mm-hmm. everything around you and, and what you have and what, you know, and what you might not have, but just how it is and just not thinking so much about the positive or the negative. Sometimes just sitting and realizing that God is everything and has everything that, 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 that in itself can be a prayer really. Um, but, uh, thank you for joining us today, Lars. Yeah. Um, thanks for having it me. It was great to have you brother. Thanks, man. All right. I got a little. Oh, uh, I just ca- All right, cool. We yeah, we could Oh also, yeah, we I could also redo a little bit of that in between if you oh, want because oh, no, I got that's, a little into the weeds. Oh no, no, that's okay. Don't don't worry about that. Um uh I there are two questions I've been asking Brian after all, right. all the three questions. Okay. So I'll just oh, okay, cool. All right. All right, actually um I do have two more questions for you. Uh Sweet. So um What's so for the sermon last Sunday? What was the big idea? What would you say is the like the phrase that you want people to walk away with, or or the idea? Yeah. So the big idea is change is sometimes hard to know what to change, and so we need to discern what to change. Mm. And I think discernment is learned in persistent practice of prayer. Mm. All right. Cool. Awesome. And and what's a what's an interaction that blessed you this week? Just something that you just had with someone that you were just like, wow, I really thought that was special. 
Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, these stories are the ones we should tell more often, right? Mm-hmm. I call them bright Absolutely. spots. And yep. um, I had interaction with uh, somebody right after right after church who I'm not going to name uh, just because it, it get into it. Okay, but, cool. Um, but at the same point, this person is one that I respect and is really well respected in our community. Uh, but I've had tension with this person. I, have you had that? Kevin? Yeah, like you, yeah. you like you, you don't necessarily dislike that person, but you just don't feel the right time to. Yeah, get, I don't like, feel the love all the time from <laughs> right? this person. Right? It's a lot of like critique and criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes calling me to a, be a better, you know, leader. Yeah. But at the same point, I just I feel a coldness often. Yeah. And to that on Sunday, it just was like warmth and like really wow. affirming conversations and comments and they seemed really engaged in what we did and um so that was yeah that was a god moment that's amazing that's awesome thanks man thanks again for joining us thank you thanks again for joining us today on gps you've heard from us now we want to hear from you reach out to us on instagram at glendale post and you can connect with glendale church at glendale church of christ you can find me on Instagram at Cam the Voice. Our website is www.glendale.church, where you can get more info about us, including location, hours, or if you just want to connect with someone. Thanks again for listening to Glendale Post Sermon. We'll see you next time.